welcome to Sit Down with RHS, a podcast from the Royal Hospital School, where we open the school doors to get to know members of the RHS community. Today, we're sitting down with Brian Martineau, Assistant Head Co-Curricular, who joined the school a few years ago. Brian is also known as Captain Fun, and as you listen to him and fuse about the expansive co-curricular offering at RHS, you'll soon understand why. We talk to him about his love of music, love of adventure, and how he ended up playing the trombone in the school's marching band. Find out more about the school's focus on opportunities and activities for all of their pupils and how this supports and develops their academic success. Good morning. I'm, today I'm joined by Brian Martineau, Assistant Head Co-Curricular from the Royal Hospital School in Suffolk. Brian, what have you been up to so far today? Gosh, today's been a chapel service in the morning, so we've done a good bit of singing. Um, I've had an interview with uh, a prospective parent coming in about their people wanting to be involved in music. Had a chat with the director of sport about the fixtures coming up this weekend, and uh, it's only nine o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us today. A pleasure. So, I mean, you probably, I think you wear a lot of hats. You also have done a lot of exciting different things. So it sort of feels a bit like where to get started. So I'm going to, what would be lovely for you to describe to everyone listening, what is your actual role at RHS? So we've talked about assistant head co-curricular. Um, what does that involve? Well, I've occasionally been referred to as the uh, Minister for Fun or the Director for Fun. And actually, you know, I think that's a really great title. I think I'd love to put that on my CV. My responsibility falls into things that don't happen in the classroom or the boarding houses. So all of those things that the children can do here, which are not directly academic related or pastoral related. So the sports, sailing, music, drama, school trips, all those sort of things. Um, and I guess yeah, encompassing all the things which the holistic education, the much wider education we provide, and that sort of falls under my remit. My goodness, so that that does feel like a lot because also we well, I've had the joy of speaking to many different pupils and the things they seem to get up to, you know, all of the things not just in the classroom seem to be unending. So that's a lot of different things. So how did you get into a role like this? What was sort of some of the journey that led you to where you are today? Okay, well, I'm a musician by trade. So um, I was a director of music for 17 years in a couple of different schools. And during that time, worked on my craft of being able to do music tours and cajoling children to get involved in things that they might be a bit resistant to, like joining choir and things like that. Um, And then at my previous school, a position came as a result, a, a role of deputy head student life. And that was my sort of first movement into looking at the wider world beyond music. And uh, I was able to then get involved in that school expeditions and a lot of school trips Mm -hmm. and all kinds of mad things. And that's kind of where it developed from here. So it's really my experience of doing co-curricular as my main job and then turning into managing co-curricular for lots of other people. And it's been a very exciting journey, really. Oh, sounds amazing. And when you yourself were a student and a teenager, did you, were you somebody who was always taking opportunities I mean obviously you've got a very musical background it'd be lovely to hear a little bit more about that as well are you somebody who has grasped every opportunity to do new exciting adventures absolutely I I slightly thrive on being outside my comfort zone okay so very soon after I went into teaching um, I decided that I wanted to do a bit of more outdoor trekking and so I did a three-week trek to the base camp of Mount Everest in Tibet oh my goodness Um, and uh, before going into teaching, I used to be a ski instructor, weirdly and strangely. 
Um, and so <laughs> I, I've just really enjoyed doing things which are not necessarily in my normal zone. Okay. Um, and I think that that's actually quite an important part of this role because for most of our children, you know, putting them on stage or, or putting them somewhere you know, on, on, on the water or something is not necessarily their comfort zone. So I think it's quite important to have a go. And sometimes you have a go and you back off and you think this isn't for me, but at least you tried. And I think there's a lot to be said about that. Yeah, no, I think that's a really interesting um perspective as well isn't it because as you say we talk about our comfort zone and we talk about taking you know activating and taking risks and doing something new and different why do you think that is an important part of school life to actually get all the young people at RHS particularly to try something new and maybe push themselves in a different way I think our role as educators is to do exactly that. I mean, in my classroom, it's very safe. I can teach the children about crotchets and quavers till the cows come home. But it's not necessarily the most exciting thing they're going to do. But if I then put them on stage performing a piece that maybe they haven't practiced as much as they might have persuaded me they had, they're going to learn something from that experience. And I think once they leave the world of education and they're working in industry, they're going to be faced with challenges every day, whether that's in their work or whether it's in their family or whether it's in they wanted to run their own business or something. And you have to be prepared to to try. If you're not prepared to try, you're going to find it very hard to succeed. Um, and there are some of us who want to always try and always succeed. There are some who actively resist it. And I guess those are the people I'd really like to work with mm-hmm. because sometimes they discover an incredible new passion. They might have never known that they were fantastic at public speaking unless they did model united nations or they might not have realized that actually their real passion was climbing until they had a go in climbing activity and i think it's important they learn that they they can achieve more than they think they can and that's then going to really help them in later life when they've experienced that buzz of achieving something that you didn't think was possible and hopefully that gives them the the desire and the the drive to want to really push forwards well and i you know you make such a great point there about actually those things that we never thought we would have a go and actually having to try things and pushing ourselves through the uncomfortable part of it and going help we don't want to do this but actually discovering that what it makes how it makes us feel that success as well so I mean obviously RHS does have this you know Enville reputation for its expansive co-curricular offering tell us about some of the things you've alluded to one or two of them just uh, even in the last few minutes but what sort of activities offered um for all of your pupils there really is something for everyone Uh, there's the obvious things we have our our major sports rugby hockey cricket sailing of course sailing is a real specialism for us and we have a very strong and very well-known music department which within that of course you've got the choirs and the bands but the unusual one for us is we have a full-scale marching band that's quite unusual Um, we have a phenomenal climbing wall we have a very strong combined cadet force we call that the ccf um, and then there's all the other activities, some of which are brilliant. They have a fantastic chess club and they've just bought an outdoor chess set. And there's you know, 26 children a week are out there playing chess. Um, Model United Nations is very strong for us. And then we have some really interesting things like the, the diversity committees, the eco committees. Um, we have children who are looking at uh, dystopian film clubs. We have... Oh, wow. um, it's a bit of everything and i I love that we've got some pupils who actually emailed me yesterday wanting to start up a dungeons and dragons club that's obviously possibly coming off the back of um stranger things that's kind of gaining some traction amongst younger people now and i think that's really exciting that children want to do it um because if they want to do an activity if they want to lead an activity 
it's a bit of a Pied Piper thing, really. If you have a child in charge of it, lots of others will follow. Yeah, that is so true. And so, as you said, though, so they come to you sometimes and say, oh, we'd like to set this up. So what is the system around that? And how often does that happen? It happens quite a lot, actually. We have a gospel choir, which is pupil run, and it, it runs some years, and but not every year. And as soon as a child realises their passion, they really want to do something, they really want to to push their passion forwards and to work with others, they'll just knock on the door, ask me if it's possible. I think they normally think I'm going to say no, actually, but then I, I almost always say yes. And then once I've said yes, we then have to work out you know, when's going to work, because obviously our children are very, very busy people, so we want to make sure we give them space to do it and then we attach a member of staff who can just keep an eye that everything's fine and that they've got someone to go to if there's an issue and then I just let them run with it and every now and again the activity starts and then fizzles and that's that's one of those things they've tried it it didn't work and that's fine we, we accept that but other times they absolutely gain traction so um, we had a world of warcraft start last year and some children they came to me and we said yes we can set that up and then they went to another member of staff and did some quite astonishing arm twisting and persuaded him to get very involved and it's now this enormous thing which is happening two or three times a week oh, and wow. he's sort of he's becoming passionate about it although he didn't know that was going to be a passion oh, so his new passion um, is okay right yes, <laughs> i'm not sure his partner's so thrilled but it's uh, <laughs> um and that's really lovely to see that's been driven by some children who, yeah. who wanted to do it and saw a gap in the market and thought we could exploit that it was great it's lovely to see oh my god well that's a brilliant story and that also just says so much doesn't it about your students that they have that kind of zest for doing something and uh, again embracing something new i mean obviously there might be some parents who are like yeah great i want my child to take part in everything but also I also want them to do well in their academic studies. So how do you, um, what type of strategies do you, or what approach do you to support your students in balancing their time so they can take part in the co-curricular life of the school, but also actually focus when they need to? Well, they always say, if you want something done, ask a busy person. And RHS people are very, very busy. Um, so that definitely works. I would say... So there's quite a lot of research out there that if you want people to be engaged academically, it's very helpful if they're engaged outside their academics as well. Sometimes having too much time to just do your academic work and you just focus on that all the time, when you're only 15 or 16, that's quite an ask. So giving children time to get outside and to get involved in some sports or to just do something totally different, be it Dungeons and Dragons or whatever it might be. That's really good time. And of course, you know, in current world, it's great time that they're not sitting there on their phones. They're doing something with other people. They're interacting with other people. Academic work can, you know, if you're doing homework or something, can be a little bit of a solitary task. Humans are social animals. So getting involved with other people is kind of, it's a good relaxation. It's a good balance. There is the point, you know, if you have a child who comes to me and actually have one lovely character at the moment who knocks on my door every day to ask me if he's got the most activities of anybody in the school. Oh, really? Okay. Um, he does, yeah. He's in year seven. He's currently doing 14 activities a week. We're currently in week four and he's managing to keep it up. But, you know, we'll see how he does. Um, and so those people, we have to work with them a little bit yeah. and say, look, let's refine what you're doing. Let's find what your passion is. It's not about how many activities you do. It's mm -hmm. about the activities that you do. You really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. But I love that. He's loving life. And, you know, I think that's, you know, that's not an opportunity he would necessarily get everywhere else. But it's our role to then manage that and make sure that he's coping. And he's not, you know, not so much burning the candle at both ends as incinerating it. So we need to make sure he's, <laughs> you know, he's coping. But he's doing well. And I think for parents who are worried about the balance between academics and 
co-curricular. There's an important balance to be struck there, but both things have a very important role in children growing up. Mm-hmm. And actually, it's true. we know that all of those things about changing our focus of our brain. And as you said, we are social animals. We need to be doing things with other people. And that breeds creativity and that breeds all of the other things we talk about, isn't it? Whether it's resilience or giving us a new perspective. Um, So Brian, you keep on obviously touching on music. And I know that for you, that is one of your passions, but also I think one of your um, talents as well. So you're heavily involved in the life of the musical life of the school. Tell us a little bit more about what that entails and what opportunities there are for pupils who actually are also passionate about music as well. Well, we, we offer music in every possible area. So I'm absolutely in the thick of rehearsals for a production of Jesus Christ Superstar at the moment. So oh, that's wow. very exciting. Um, so that's, that's going to be on in about seven weeks time. And we're, we're very busy working on that. And that's got a cast of maybe 60 pupils in it um, across the whole age group. Um, which is oh, right. Really okay. So anyone can be anyone can audition, can they, for a school play? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yeah, we've done gender blind casting on this one. So uh, the role of Judas is actually being played by a female people, which I think is really exciting. It's an unusual thing to do, but it's it's you know it's a really exciting move forward. Mm-hmm. She's struggling with some of the low notes, but we're working our way around <laughs> that. Um, uh, then we also have our chapel choir, uh, okay. which is a phenomenal chapel choir. Last year we sang at St Paul's Cathedral and at Westminster Abbey. Not long before the coronation, actually, that was quite exciting. Um, and we have our marching band who accompany all of our parades and the choir and the marching band went on tour to Washington DC last October and we're looking at another tour just in about 18 months time so that's a really exciting thing the children can get involved with. How does that happen so going to Washington DC who sort of lights the touch paper of that and says okay this is what we're off to do? Uh, that was me that particular one um, okay. I, I kind of I, I kind of like Fun, did it? <laughs> Absolutely um, I, yeah we decided we wanted to go on tour somewhere and we wanted to do something that children probably couldn't do when they go on holiday with their family. I guess that's kind of where my remit yeah, would be okay. there. So we ended up performing, the choir sang a morning communion at the White House Church and the marching band played on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and on the steps of the Capitol Building. And those are things that they're, they're lifetime memories yeah. that you can't do on a package holiday. And I think that's what our remit would be on most of our school trips. We want children to come home with, with, with that story they can tell someone, you know, I can't believe I played on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial and everyone in America thought we were American because we wear the same Navy uniform as they do over there. And then we played the British National Anthem and they were very confused. And it's a lovely story for them to have. Um, and they'll remember that forever. Yeah. Um, you know, or when the person, they drop their trumpet on the steps of the Capitol building. Silly things like that. <laughs> okay, yes. Or, or indeed, one of our pupils who left his trumpet on the security trolley at um, Heathrow Airport, which obviously was a bit of an issue. Yeah, th- those are hilarious stories, which we kind of get through, and it's all funny. And then he will never forget that. And mm. He'll never leave anything on the security <laughs> table at Heathrow ever again. Yeah, I'm asking because I was going to ask you actually were, were there any spine tingling moments? But even actually, as you're describing standing on the Lincoln Memorial or playing in the you know the White House Chapel, suddenly you're like, wow, that is an experience. And for for somebody who's a teenager RHS to have that and to think this is what I achieved at that age, uh, you know, is totally something brilliant they can hold on to for the rest of their life. It's, I mean, if you look at later this year, we've got um, two cricket trips going out to Dubai. We've got a boys and a girls cricket team going out to play in a competition out there. That, I mean, playing in that yeah. heat is going to be quite a thing, but also what, what an experience. And then later in the year, we've got um, a big trip going out to Ecuador to do some service project work out there. And again, these are life-changing experiences that they will really, really remember. And they'll formulate many of their opinions, they'll formulate many of their future actions based on experiences they have on these trips. And I think that's a really 
critical part. You know, it's education outside the classroom on a really epic scale. I think that that's great. Love it. And also it's teaching them, isn't it, the skills of independence and living in the now and actually taking responsibility for a whole, a whole different host of you know, everything that's coming at them and type of thing. So you mentioned a few things that are happening coming up this year, Ecuador, the cricket trip. What else um, is coming along, whether weekend activities, maybe not necessarily so far afield, because I know you've seen lots of activities going on. <laughs> Well, so, um, so on the domestic front, we've, we've got some shopping trips going down to London. We've got a West End theatre trip coming up where we'll be taking children to see uh, over one weekend, three West End shows. We've got a trip to Harry Potter World. Um, we've got a trip to Thorpe Park. Um, all of those kind of fun things that boarders can get involved in at weekends. And of course, things on site as well. You know, we have our fitness centres open and we have um, sporting activities at weekends, cinema trips. You know, lots of people looking forward to the Charlie and Chocolate Factory film coming and yeah, that that sort of thing. So we, we, we do trips ranging from the really small scale to the, the truly epic. And there is within that something for everybody to just enjoy life outside other things that we'll be doing here. And do students, can they just sign up or how do you get involved in one of the trips? It's very easy. Yeah. We, we email parents about it to let them know that their child might be coming home and suddenly announcing that they want to go to Ecuador. Obviously, that's an interesting conversation around the dinner table. Um, but on the smaller scale ones, they, they just sign up through. We have a, a form that we use online and they can just sign up for whatever they want to do. And then we just check that that's working amongst their schedule and then off we go. Amazing. And Brian, what is something that you have tried out in the last few years that has been unexpected for you? whether it's a new uh, new adventure or trying some new skill and that you thought, oh, actually, maybe. Well, for me, it's actually playing the trombone. I, I oh. did play the trombone a bit before I came here, but I wasn't very good. I was in that grade four or something. And my first rehearsal when I first got here, it was actually just I arrived here during the pandemic. So when we were doing, uh, when band was going to take place outside, it was one of the first times one could get involved in in music performing again. And so I thought, oh, I'll give it a go, put the trombone on my face, and suddenly discovered that not only were we playing outside, we were marching while doing it. And, <laughs> so, and, and yeah. that was a little bit of a surprise and a bit of a challenge. Um, and four years later, I'm I'm a bit better at it. Oh, um, and it's so when we do our divisions, yeah. when we do those, right in the middle, we've got Bandy who's conducting it, and then right in the middle of the kids, there's me playing my trombone very badly and marching really out of time. But it's really so I say, fun. Do you have really... to be very coordinated? Because that's to feel like then you've got to march and you've got to play. Like that is quite a lot of skills that you need to do. Well, well yes, probably do need to be more coordinated than I am. That might be the issue. So when we're standing there playing, it's fine. I, no problem at all. But as soon as we start marching, gosh, I'm in all kinds of trouble. And uh, it's uh, the, the kids are brilliant because they help me out when you know, it looks like it might be going to go the wrong way or if I've got the wrong piece of music in front of me. And they, they think it's hilarious. That there's this you know, person having a go at the trombone in the middle of it all. And it, it's good fun, but it's a really, really challenging skill because that's definitely outside my comfort zone because I'm not really a trombone player. And as for marching in time, that's clearly not my skill set. Oh, so. I love that. Yeah, I think that's a great <laughs> example. And so what has kept you going at it? Because is it just a sense of just feeling being part of something or what why is it that you're like I'm going to keep going and I, I love doing this it, it, I mean partly the pupils because if I miss a rehearsal then yeah. they tell me off for it <gasps> okay good commitment is important it certainly is and you know, sir you weren't at rehearsal today where were you so you know trying to explain to them I was in some meeting somewhere that just doesn't work <laughs> they, they feel I should be there so kind of keeping going is partly Partly because it's really good fun. I mean, I do enjoy doing it. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. There's an element of I've committed to doing it. As far as the band's concerned, it's helpful to have somebody who plays the trombone in the middle of it all. And so, yeah, 
I, I kind of I get told off when I'm not there. I love it. Well, thank you, Brian, because I think that's such a great example, isn't it, about you know why co-curricular, why extracurricular activities are really important and actually trying things out and keeping going it really does shape us as people. So for you, you've joined RHS a few years ago. What do you think, in your opinion, sets RHS apart from other schools? I think very simply, we take a pupil who arrives and rather than making them fit our world, we look at what their passions are, what they want to do, what their ambitions are, and just see you know, what can we do to enhance that, to make it better or to give them an incredible experience. Or for the child who arrives not really knowing what their future holds for them or not knowing what they're passionate about, giving them opportunities to, to find that passion, to find their tribe. Who are they going to socialize with? Who are their friends going to be? And I think we absolutely excel at that. You know, Every child leaves us with a good sense of identity, with a good sense of who they are, what role they can play in the world and what their passions are. And it might not be, you know, they might want to go off and do medical school or they might want to go and be a lawyer or something. But in the middle of it all, they discovered a fabulous passion for baking or an incredible passion for climbing or swimming or sailing. And that will be their hobby. And I think there's so much to be said for that. So I would say the big thing is it, it, we educate the individual rather than the, the whole. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing to leave it on, Brian. Thank you so much for joining us today. And um, it's been great to hear Amen about all the incredible things that you're doing um, and I wish you all the best. So have you got any trips coming up for yourself coming up in the next few months or are you are you having a quiet time ahead or is that a ridiculous question? Um, come October half term, I'm jetting off to Seattle and doing a cruise up to Alaska and then coming back via Los Angeles, going to Universal Studios and Disneyland. So it's, it's going to be a busy October. Oh, oh good. Excellent. My goodness. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that answer. Well, have a wonderful time um, and enjoy yourself. And we look forward to hearing more about it and actually following all the trips and different things that are going to be happening over the next academic year. Thank you. And that was Brian Martineau, Assistant Head, Co-Curricular at RHS. Thank you so much, Brian, for coming on Sit Down with RHS. Do make sure that you head over to follow RHS on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, TikTok or YouTube for the latest news on what is happening in the RHS community.